0: Teaching is a work of heart and a whole bunch of other sh. Join in to listen to the good, the bad, and the ugly of the teaching world with current and former teachers. Welcome to the reality of teaching with Megan Dorsey and friends.
1: Hello everybody, it's Megan, and today I have one of my favorite guests with us. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Megan. How are you today?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Good. Um, so to be completely transparent, Sammy and I are friends from college. We know each other. So I'm very excited to have a familiar face on the show today. But, yeah, I'm super
0: excited to be on here. Yeah. Talking. I'm an avid listener.
1: Oh, I'm honored. Um, okay. Before we get started, Sammy, do you want to give us some background about Just what you've been up to these past few years.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Jesus, where do we (laughs) get? So I, which I guess I'll start, like, I always wanted to be a teacher, but not in the sense of, like, I was, like, a straight-A student and, would like, teach my siblings things or anything. I just liked learning. Um, And then I was diagnosed with ADHD after my freshman year of high school did not think I really had it. So I had an interesting little struggle with that. Um, but still definitely like like went into education knowing that there wasn't really anything else I wanted to do. Like I did double major with journalism for a while, but I dropped that. So there were things I was interested in, but no other career that I wanted to pursue. So I went to Miami, got that degree. Um, and then student taught in Cincinnati. Graduated in December of 2018, and then 2019, while I was still living with my cousin in Cincinnati, I was a long-term sub while I was, like, job hunting, which is actually awesome, because it was, like, a high school English position, which was what I was going for. Um, and then I got a position with Cincinnati Public Schools, but at a Montessori school, which we'll talk about, um, and I... Was hired as an elective teacher, which was interesting, but started that my, what was that, 2019 to 2020 school year, so, but it was interesting, because I, like, as an elective teacher, you have classes for just a semester, so I did mm. have, like, an end to some of my courses, but then, obviously, in the spring, those courses I had for, like, two months, and then went yeah. virtual, and then especially electives, like, they were, like, like I wasn't really counting kids to get on to get like their reading and writing credit in this random like reading class that they took so i was like checking in with students but uh it definitely like the pressure was off not that that, the anxiety or the fear for my students wasn't um still present but that was like a weird lull and then we started the next school year virtual then i got moved over from that elective position which was junior high too um but I switched from that to, at the same school, just English for ninth and 10th graders starting in the second quarter. So at that point, we were like hybrid, then we went back virtual, then we went back hybrid, and then we ended the year fully in person. And then this last year was my third year teaching. And so that was fully in person, basically the whole time, English 9-10 for high schoolers at the same school I've been at all three years. Um, But it has definitely been a journey (laughs) to get here.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I, going back really quick to the long term sub thing, I had, I kind of wish I did that. Like, I feel like that's such a good way to get the vibe, especially when you're young and you're living with family. Like, that's a key. I don't think you can do that while you're trying to like pay bills and you know like Mm -hmm. live on by yourself. Like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it
0: was it was perfect because one they like my coworkers were blown away by me because I was like doing, like I was creating lessons and and I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like, like they were blown away by like basically the bare minimum. I was like, this is what I'm going to do next year. But they're also great to work with. And then even the day that I shadowed the one teacher who was amazing too like to come into it, like the shoes of a teacher who already has a great classroom environment. Um, The day that I shadowed, shadowed her, she was like, or no, the kids are like, oh, my God, thank God you're young. Like, they loved me immediately. So it was, like, a great, uh, like, really just dip into. Like, honestly, I feel like, I mean, the whole way that we uh, train our teachers needs to be revamped. But, like, if you have more situations to be, like, a student teacher or, again, like a sub, especially long-term subs, like, that is a great way to get into teaching without just being fully thrown in, which is what we do to 90% of our teachers
1: for sure and i think like one issue i guess is that you never even if their interviews go great you really don't know the school until you're teaching there and like yeah. end of story and i think i don't know you could have the best interview and you're like so confident about the job and then when you get there you're like wait <laughs> like that's what mm-hmm. happened at my last school i was like this is not like your website this is not yeah. like your mission statement and you feel kind of like you got played so i feel like subbing is a great way to really actually test out the environment and then be like confident, like, okay, now I know how they work and I respect these people here and I'm ready to be a full-time person.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, so you're done with your third year. How yeah. are you so far feeling since the school year is over or thinking about next year? Just where are you
0: at? Um, I feel very like, I like- rejuvenated again, thinking about how next year is going to go, um, reflecting on this year with some space or like, obviously there's the day to day, week to week reflections. Um, but having that like rest time where we've been out for a month, uh, and then thinking about what I can do different next year and I guess in future years. But then also like, I'm starting my model certification right now. So I'm reading a lot of books. Like right now I'm reading one about like discipline. Uh, called Teaching Love and Logic, and that's what our school, like, in theory, uh, has based our discipline ladder on, and, like, there are a lot of foundations that I have known about, but just to read it, I guess, like, this summer I'm more intentional, going back to the practice of teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, like, I mean, again, the way that we train teachers is not complete, so, like, feeling like I now have the time to do the work that needs to be done to be better at this job um is nice but also again it's not like I'm trying to do this in the middle of like exam week or like in the middle of in between classes on my plan period so it's nice to have it when I have a whole day in front of me to kind of go about my curriculum as I want
1: that is that's really impressive that you're doing that every time but I think it's it's yeah. such a strong point of like we don't get the time to for lack of better words, like professionally developed while it's the school year, because you literally, especially this last school year, you just had to survive like that. You could not really try new things. If you did, it normally backfired. Like you can't, even if the school is telling you what the discipline ladder is, you can't like take the time out of your day to like fully understand the pedagogy behind all of it. So totally makes sense that you have the time to do it now, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Can you give us a little description of what Montessori School is?
0: Yeah, so I, because again, too, I went to the, it was after graduation from college, I went to the CPS um, job fair. Okay. So I went and saw all of the public schools in Cincinnati, and the one that I currently work at, Gamble Montessori, was hiring, but not e- Again, they had an elective position. So I went over just because I was curious, because I was like, what I know from Montessori is that it's, like, a very holistic way of learning, uh, very hands-on, very, like, you learn through your play. Um, and it's, like, I guess kids especially uh, are independent learners, and they can have more independence if we give it to them with the proper structure and the prepared environment, all this stuff. Uh, but I was, like, I'm just curious how this translates high school and the guy who's really like he's now a co-worker of mine who teaches social studies he laughed because he's like yeah i mean it's uh a little different in high school but there are still ways to make it work so that is our foundation is like those same things that i mentioned but with high school it's like you know you would love to be completely cross-curricular and it's like honestly it thinks or it makes me think back to this one teacher that we shared at miami dr bachelor when she was like if Kids want to go this direction; just go with them. Like that is kind of the Montessori way too, where you follow the child and you understand that they develop at different rates too. But then when you're in high school and you need to get a certain number of credits before you graduate, yeah. And, and also too, like you, like if you want to go to college, you need to pass certain tests and have a transcript that like makes sense. Because another, which I will, I should have prefaced this, that I. I'm starting my Montessori certification. So while I've been in a school for three years now, and I feel like I know a lot about Montessori, I'm not an expert by any means. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is a pretty big Montessori ideal to be like, kind of like anti-grades. Because like the whole thing is, we don't really care about the transmission of knowledge. We care about like how we learn and like making products instead of passing tests. Like again, things that in college we were like, yes, this is what education can be like. Yeah. So in high school, we still, like, at the end of the day, they do still have to pass Algebra 2. And that has to be, like, its own class. Uh, Even though we'd love to, I don't know, have projects that show that they learned these different concepts. I don't know. Not a math teacher, so I can't really give examples of that. But, like, there are definitely more constraints in high school. But I guess the big things that still make it Montessori, which I explain to my friends is, like, because they see it as, like, a hippie school, so if it's (laughs) anything, like, hippie, like, I had a bunny in my classroom for the last three years, because class pets are a big thing, Um, or even plants, like, having something living in your classroom is Montessori, and starting every morning with morning meeting, where you light a candle, and you sit in a circle, and you ask a question, and you have a reflection, and everyone comes together as a community, like, that is also a Montessori thing, and intercession, which is a whole other thing that I'll get into, but it's basically, like, a two-week-long field trip, but it's, like, a learning, I guess it it is just more hands-on learning, but it's uh, student-selected, I guess, and so they can choose their passions and choose, like, what group they want to be in, and I guess, like, smaller class sizes, too, is a big thing, Um, and more, I guess, authentic ways, or authentic um, places to learn, instead of just, like, okay, we want to learn about... Um, physics so here read this article and do this test maybe we'll go bowling instead and then we'll learn about physics again Mm. you can't really just up and leave your classroom like we do have the high school constraints but our kids do go bowling in junior high (laughs) to learn like math and science and they go to King's Island to quote unquote learn physics like I don't know there's just more field trips and things like that and community service I guess is a big thing too where it's like if you graduate from a Montessori high school then think that which I will say again the pandemic put a stop on a lot of these things but I think the number was like 200 community service hours so that we're creating more like like they're not creating but like helping teenagers develop into like members of society Mm -hmm. get back to society or like have ownership they're learning I don't know it's a lot of those sort of ideals um I feel like I just rambled a lot but that is what I know to be is like Montessori, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And did you go to? Did you like seek out a Montessori school, or was it just you had this conversation? And you're like, I'll give it a try.
0: So I, which that is a flaw of mine, that I'll just like jump into things <laughs> without a lot of research. But before the job fair, I did look up, like, because I guess after college, I was like, I want to work in public schools. Like, I want to. Uh, I don't know. We just learned about so many like injustices and. I mean, we have, are very like-minded in that this, like, everyone should be given the same, like, a quality education. Yeah. Like, every child in America should get that. So I was like, I definitely like, I like Cincinnati. Um, I want to work in a public school, and so I looked through all these different ones that CPS or that are in CPS, and there's two Montessori ones. So those caught my eye, and just the fact that Gamble was hiring. I mean, I did interview at a different high school. Um, and CPS, and so I was kind of between the two, but I just, I don't know, I feel like, again, just my philosophy and thinking about and also, it's kind of exciting to be like, oh, I wonder what this school is. Like, well, also actually, I'm curious, what, did you ever hear about Montessori before, or did you have any, like, stereotypes in your mind? Because I for sure did.
1: I think honestly, okay, I live, my parents live right by a Montessori school. And it was like – I think it was just like a preschool or a kindergarten thing because I remember there would be some friends that the bus on the way to kindergarten would stop and pick them up like they had like a double day or something. I don't know how it worked. But I do remember there just being like – I think I asked why I didn't go or maybe just asked my friends why they go and I don't. And I remember feeling like – It was either, I don't know, hippie for lack of a better word, or like cooler than normal school. And I was mad that I didn't get to go um, because it did sound fun, especially like my exposure was only for younger grades. So it was way more play and way more like cool trips. Um, So that's very interesting. But I had never heard of it any higher than like fifth grade.
0: Yeah. See, that's how like I think I definitely have the same perception of the younger, like a, a Montessori preschool. Just funny, because our kids helped out with, like, our high schoolers went to help some of the kindergarten-age kids at a Montessori school. And one of my kids, he didn't want to say this to the child, but he was like, this kid has his shoes on the wrong feet. Like, I I don't know if I should tell him. I don't want him to be embarrassed. And so I told the teacher, because I was like, like, I don't know. He just, it's not a big thing, but, um, yeah, like, his shoes are just on the wrong feet. And she goes, oh, yeah, we wait for the body to... Like his that child's body will tell him that this is wrong. He hasn't told him yet. Like right now, he's walking around with those shoes on the wrong feet, and he's fine. But his body will realize it, and then he'll make the correction himself. And that's a Montessori principle. And wow. again, I feel like my ideas are just like everything. Like let it all be. It's all a teaching moment, and it's all like
2: yeah.
0: I just it makes me laugh all the time when like Montessori type things happen. But that was fully my perception. Was like. Again, hippie ideals, But I love. Hippies, like ooh, yeah, I love it. Nothing's but wrong with then,
2: that.
0: Yeah, in high school though, we had a Montessori school near us. I'm from like the suburbs of Toledo, and it was like I think they had maybe twelve kids in a graduating class. Okay, and every year their senior trip was to go to Paris. Like wow. it was very, uh, I don't know. I guess elitist. It also cost so much money to go there. Like. Private Montessori schools are what I, I had least heard of. Like, I didn't ever look into them, but that's what I thought high school was like. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because whenever I tell my parents, or I guess now I obviously know, but when I told my parents or people from home that I was at a Montessori high school, uh, or even like I was telling my tattoo artist like a month ago, and, and like we're in Cincinnati, but again, when you get to high school, they just assume because I think most of the Montessori schools in the country um, that they're, they serve more privileged students. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think gamble has that nice mix because obviously our students do not go to uh, Paris every year. Yeah. Not that, I, mean, I would love to do that, but I don't know if I would love twelve person.
1: Yeah. Oh God, no.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I think like, it's such a, fun way to like start off your career like going into a different type of of school or like one that we didn't really talk about as much in our training so that you kind of had a fun experience I guess learning it yourself
0: well yeah and I think which again I mean I which I feel like I might have just did this but I'm not trying to paint this as like a perfect school by any means like this I have thought about leaving teaching multiple times, it's, like, I cried this year, obviously I cried all my first year, but like, there are still a lot of things wrong with, I guess I'll say my school, but the thing is that it always comes back to, like, that's what's wrong in education, mm-hmm. like, it's not like it's wrong because of, I don't know, anything Montessori that we're forcing on them, and honestly the way I explain to a lot of teachers, I guess, is that the Montessori element lets us kind of get around some of the bureaucratic nonsense that schools have to deal with like Mm -hmm. I think listening to you a lot this year even like when you would call and explain like your whole uh (laughs) scenario um and even hearing like the stress of having to follow a curriculum like yeah we, we were not really prepared for in college what to do when that comes up and luckily at a Montessori school we don't have that same stress. Like we still do have eight curriculum because I do think that's a myth too. Where it's like, mm-hmm. odds we do whatever they want." Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like we're we have to do what the district is telling us to do all the time. Mm-hmm. We do it a lot of the time, but not yeah. all the time, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's a great point. And a lot of people's stress with teaching is like you really have to figure out if it is education as a whole because there is so many problems and like especially you know since starting this and like talking to so many different teachers I'm like oh my god it's everywhere like everyone is having these problems because it's a systemic issue but then there are things as we know in my situation where it might be your school your school might be making it worse so I think that's a good point to just take a step back write a list is it education as a whole or is it your school because If it is your school, you know, there's ways you can try to find a new school and, like, work around it. But if it's education, you know, then you know. Like, yeah, this is is something we're going to deal with.
0: And that's what – I think there was even – which, again, I just told you that I binged a few episodes before this. But you made a comment about how, like, uh, we can't change education the way that we thought we could in college, which I – I love the classes we had in college. Like, again, a lot of those professors love them to death. So I wouldn't take these conversations away. But looking back to think about, like, when we would talk about this, like, ugly truth of education, uh, we should all discuss it. It's like, okay, but that truth is still going to exist when we're teaching. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that is a whole other death you have to grieve (laughs) as a young teacher. Be like, okay, again, I can still, like, my four walls. Uh, Or even, I will say that our school has a pretty good uh, community that, like, I feel like we can kind of have that support or, like, Mm -hmm. make some changes in the school, but that is kind of your um, wingspan there. You can't really change education reform from your classroom.
1: Yes, Um, and it's, uh, like, so many of us. Again, I totally agree. Like, our professors were amazing. We had such good conversation, such good access to diverse perspectives. Like, a lot was good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were just awesome. But, on the other hand, it's like, even if they did, like, you're right. There is – for some reason, we're all, like, graduating senior year, like, hyped up to change the world. Like, Mm -hmm. every person thinks they're individually going to change. I don't understand. We should not be that gassed up. We should no. – no. Like that shouldn't happen because nobody's – even the best teacher or the straight A's or whoever it is um, doesn't really matter. Like it – I think it's even worse for people who are even more like – like me and you are going to like national conferences about teaching. Uh, We're so hyped about it and like wanted to learn, 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 like everything that we can learn. And yeah, at some point I kind of wish – we did stop to be like, this is not how it is out there or like read the news, read about yeah. the strikes, read about like all this stuff going on. And like, yeah, cause it's soul crushing when you get out there and you're like, this isn't what I thought. And yeah. of course there's a lot of, there's a lot of steps to take after that. Like you can, my first step was to stick it out for another year. And then the next year I was like, I'll switch schools to see if that helps. And then obviously I was like, I will leave if that helps because sometimes that's what happens. But in your case, like, I'm so happy that you have a place that's like a little bit, I feel like fits your wants. Like you can't, of course, you can't change the world. Like we all wanted to do, but at least it's a place that kind of lines up with your beliefs and you're able to like, it gives a little more than like, I don't know. Some schools are really, really strict and like, do not offer any support, so at least you found one that you can kind of work with a little.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was, because again, think about how hype like our whole cohort was, and this came up on my Snapchat memories. I mean, it was like months ago now, but it was literally, this is so embarrassing, but it was like me crying in my car, like tearing up, but I sent it to the cohort because I was like, I think it was our last day of student teaching, which obviously is emotional for everyone, so that was like the the residual tears, but I was like, I mean, like, these kids are going to have, like, you in the classroom, like, Austin in the classroom, Nate in the like, the teachers that our cohort is producing, like, we're going to do something kind of thing. And it's like, again, it's not terrible because that, like, kids do deserve, like, great people. And great people already exist in our schools. It's not like we are revolutionary. Like, mm-hmm. there are loving teachers in every school. So I'm not trying to have that narrative either. But it's like, we really thought we were You're doing, doing something. something. <laughs> But I don't know. It's uh, I was gonna bring that back to something more positive, but <laughs> I forget where I was going with it.
1: And we, you know, in a sense, a lot of us are still doing something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's it'll all work out. But it um, is it is funny how we're geared up that way.
0: Yeah, I remember where I was going with this now, which is yeah. funny because it's not positive. But what blows my mind now, because honestly, a thing when I was thinking about contemplating, or when I was contemplating leaving the profession this year. Something that was just really bothering me about teaching is just the fact that everybody has an opinion on teachers, and it's like I think I want to have a job. Where no one has an opinion on me. My brother works in tech. His coworkers care about him. His like, yeah. like people have opinions on him, but as a whole, his profession does not. I don't know, like. Well, I guess you, know, you can have your opinion on whatever profession, but just the the vocal outcry from the public
2: yeah.
0: on things they don't know anything about. When it's like, which my, again, my tattoo artist and I were uh, getting into it. I mean, he's awesome. So he was talking about like, I also don't know why you guys were like the heroes for a summer, like for a few months and then the summer and then just the country turned. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know either. But now everyone hates teachers again. When it's like, and I get that there are still, like if you've had a really terrible experience with a teacher or you have a really bad perception of a specific teacher, like don't you also have at least one teacher that you love or like having you talk to people who are teachers and like I don't get why the public opinion is so set now where again I feel like that opinion has been pretty consistent if not getting worse for the last two years Mm -hmm. like since we started that year virtual so I'm like I don't (laughs) I don't really know how to change that but I think that's like, really killing the profession.
1: It is because it's like anytime I talk about anything, especially, of course, on TikTok, like comments literally say, kill yourself, or ugh, another whiny teacher, like, or, of course. And it's just like, I was just talking about this book we read in class. Like, I'm not even complaining about anything. Or just in general, like, phone calls with parents got progressively worse over the years. Because uh-huh. there was so much of like you like lazy teacher, like you don't care about my kid. And it's like, where uh-huh. did this come from? Like all we've ever wanted was for your kid to be happy. Like I don't even care if they're passing. I want I just want them to be happy with their yeah. life. Because and the argument that you have a bad teacher also doesn't stick with me because I became a teacher because I had a bad teacher. Literally. And yeah. like so but that didn't make me just hate every teacher that I've ever met and like I don't know it's it's a lot, and it's to the point where like we're being forced to say things or not say certain words or there's bans on like don't say gay or there are some laws forcing you to be armed in the classroom, and it's like can can we just do what we wanted to do? and like, can you just be nice? i don't I don't understand. It's at such a such a messed up place right now, honestly. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah, the thing with parents, too, and again, which I'm happy for this summer because I'm, like, starting this whole certification, which I can explain to you in a minute. But yeah, um, another big Montessori thing, which makes a lot of sense with young kids, is that, like, well, I don't even know if I'm phrasing this right, but it's, like, the whole uh, idea of, like, it takes a village. Like, mm-hmm. you are, like, as a child who is developing in the world – It's not solely on your parents to create, like, you're not in a bubble. So, like, we support each other and, like, I don't know. There's a lot of that community building that starts at a very young age if the kid is in Montessori from the beginning. Uh, But I think what's so interesting once they get into high school is that, which, to be fair, I was really mean to my parents at times in high school. Like, that's the part of adolescence when like your brain is developing and you're impulsive and especially when you like find out that what you say can hurt others. It's not that you have that like uh you're not, like a pure child who's like, Oh, I can't ever be me. It's like, no, as a teenager with raging hormones, sometimes you want to hurt others. Like it's messed up, but that's just a part of yeah, development. Totally. And so yeah, like I would be like fighting with my parents and and like fighting is like any adult really, that's again a Thing of adolescence, but like I don't know. Sometimes when I was talking to parents this year, I would do one wrong thing, and then I'm I'm like I've lost you forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to like have empathy and things too. And honestly, what would bring me back is like you know what your kid still loves me. (laughs) Like I'm their favorite teacher, and that's what I see every day, and that's what I like actively love in the classroom. So that is what matters. But like if we could just have a conversation that's more human to human then I think we would all be better off for it. I think your child would thrive. Like we could be a more united front because it's obviously I'm not ever making the calls like like trying to gang up on parents. Like it's, that's never what it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just so interesting where that like parent and teacher uh, like conflict has gotten so much worse too when I feel like too, again, I can't, I'm not a parent and I'm not trying to be a parent anytime soon. I don't know. you think that we'd be able to see this commonality and then also see the commonality of, like, I love your kid. Yes, I just want them to succeed, and I might only see them for a year, so I'm not saying that, like, my love is not ever going to come here to the love that you have for your kid. Like, it's not even that sort of uh, like, hierarchy thing. But, like, can't we just be a team? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't see how this has gotten so far removed. I'm very confused.
1: Yeah, and, like, To be clear, it's – especially for me, like the things I'm thinking of are times where I had a student once – I think I've shared this story before, but you know what? I'll throw in a new one. I had this student who peed into a bag, a plastic bag, kept it in his backpack, so I did not see it upon arrival. You're not supposed to have your backpack. I politely said, hey, can you have put your backpack in your locker That was a whole F-off situation. So I just let it go because I was exhausted and I didn't want to get into this like cursing fight. Let it go. 20 minutes goes by. They take the bag of pee and throw it across the room. Hit another student and then it explodes on the couch that I have. Like the couch I bought from Target for my classroom. This is my first year. And I mean, so many questions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I called, like, the janitor mostly first because I was, like, we Uh just need the urine off the ground.
2: Yeah, Um, I guess that's
0: step one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And And thankfully, like, that class was about to end. So it ended, and, like, they left, and I had a plan after. So I had, you know, to clean up some of the pee because we couldn't get it all. It was so much. And then, of course, like, I had to talk to that student and call home. And I wasn't even – I did not even explain the – telling me to F off. Like, I didn't even tell. I'm like, that's not important. But I do want to let you know that they were throwing around a bag of pee today. Um, Because there's also questions of that. Like, why? Where is that coming from? What's the reason? And just upon me saying, hi, so-and-so, just so you know, like, this happened today. um, I would love to just kind of give you the lowdown before so-and-so gets home. Um, And immediately they were like, no, screw you. Like you should have, um, you should have caught this earlier. You should have done this. And then I did try to say, well, actually they had their backpack and they weren't supposed to. And they were like, you, you just want to cause a problem with my child. You are just out to get them. And then literally the Uh next day, the student is like, Cersei, you're my favorite teacher. Like Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I was like, it's not even like the kids coming home talking bad about me, or even if they are, it's like, as adults, so quick. It's like can it's we, so I just, yeah, they're middle schoolers. Like it's going to yeah. be messy. I'm not asking you, I didn't even make the kids stay up, stay and clean it. Like mm-hmm. literally they like essentially walked away without any discipline because the parents yeah. were mad at me. And I was just like, really in such an extremely gross situation, you couldn't even like laugh it off with me. Like it immediately became like my problem. Yeah. And it's, it just sucks because we really are just like we're just trying to help out, and yeah. the, especially in a situation that involves like bodily fluids, I'm like, I need to let your parents know. Like that's,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's like exactly. feels like it's getting into some weird health code situation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, don't call those parents again. Got it.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's like which again, I know that especially as a young teacher, like I'm often closer in age to the student than I am to the parent. So and I do have some parents who I adore and we have great relationships yes, and everything. Absolutely. And so I remember like there there was this one time where like again we really just want this kid to succeed. We want him to come to school. And so we were on like a Google Meet talking about things and I'm like I was like offering possible suggestions, but I'm like, I literally don't know if this works like I'm not a parent. So so it's just crazy to me that so many parents come like, into the conversation with, like, this is what you should have done as the classroom teacher. It's, like, you don't know any of the details and, like, what this job is when, again, I'm, like, I'm really not calling you to ask you what I should have done. (laughs) I'm calling you to tell you your child be an effect. Like, we have to address Mm -hmm. these concerns. And, like, I, again, there's a lot of questions that brings up. So, it just, it makes you wonder, too, like, what is being... I guess, the because you're like, I want to get to, like, I want to help this student and to see, like, how we make sure this doesn't happen again, but if like, already you're met with resistance like, okay, well, that conversation isn't going to happen today, so I guess yeah. I'll just be the villain in the story now for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: it's exhausting to do. I, mean, so I think
1: that. that's an easy way for people to just instead of addressing the huge issues that exists whether it be within the discipline of a school or just education as a whole it's easier for people to villainize teachers yeah. because then it's an individual's problem and it's not oh we should have different training for teachers oh we should have more respect for teachers and better pay for teachers and like uh-huh. instead of doing those things it's just easier to say oh well f mr Ursie, she's so fucking annoying like It's so much easier, and I think that's why it just keeps getting this way. Because who is gonna stop and say, "Oh, yeah, we actually should pay teachers a livable wage"? Mm -hmm. No. no, no, kind of hard. (laughs) Feels a little unjust. Yeah. But Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's. (laughs) I I love I love when I can get those conversations out because. People who aren't in teaching don't get it. They're like, why do you let that get to you? It's like, well, we're talking about the growth and development of a child. Yes. Like, yes. it mm-hmm. matters. It really does. And it does yeah. does take a village, for sure. But
0: well, um, and that the thing, too, when, like, I can't help what gets to me and what doesn't get to me. Like, there are so many times, too, where, I don't know, when you're, again, I, like, my kids do fill me back up a lot of the time. Like, there are hilarious ones to have in the classroom that... I don't really see happening in other professions. Like, there's things about this age that I really do love. But then there are other times where I'm like, I don't love the constant feedback when I say we're doing this thing. And immediately I hear, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Or if I, like, redirect a kid and hear, you're me today. Like, I don't want the feedback. Yes. I, it, again, it's just, like, other professions don't have that, really. Yeah. So you just start, like, daydreaming about what other jobs might be like.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I think I, I don't know. I haven't officially like not like fully thrown into my job to the point where I can like say this for sure. But I will say like, there's obviously nothing like the connections you have with students. I mean, that's why we're in the job. That's like the best thing. And like the positive days are just beautiful. And like, that is something that is strong enough that has made me could already consider like, should I go back? Because that's it. That's the only thing I care about is like, I love just the moments with students that are funny or they're excited about something or they make like a great point and you're like, Oh my God, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard. Um, that's what it's all about. But you know, it comes at a cost. So <laughs> it really just, hard. yeah, it really just, I feel like it depends on how much it's, taking and giving like is how you decide when it's time to switch schools or stay or whatever. But speaking of staying at schools, um, tell us more about your certification. Like what's that all about?
0: Yeah. So I like, I haven't turned out so I don't forget it because each week is like a different thing, I guess. Um, but it starts actually on, Father's Day, which actually, wait, let me preface. So when I got hired, because, again, I'm right out of college, so I just have a BA in adolescent education. Um, so I am technically certified, but to be hired at a Montessori school, which we have two in Cincinnati, um, you have, or at least in public education, you have three years to at least start your Montessori certification. So, And they were awesome. They were like, we'll definitely support you in putting these Montessori elements in your uh classroom and you practice all that stuff but you kind of get hired on the promise that you'll start it so uh now that I'm in my third year I'm doing this like high residency one so that I do more of it in the summer than during the school year because honestly that's what scared me the most because again teaching is like 50 jobs I don't need another thing distracting me from so, that really is what it is. Like, it, it just distracts you from your job, which is already hard enough. Mm-hmm. And then when it is meant to be meaningful work, you're like, this is my master's, like, part of the extra schooling. Like, I should be invested in this, but I can't be. I don't know. There's that hole. Yeah. yeah the level we run into. So, I'm doing one that is more intense right now, but I don't regret it. So, yeah. it starts this Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, and then I have, like, that's the intro. But then for the actual school week, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, I have classes, I guess. And it's with my cohort, who I think was just 12 people total. So it's pretty okay. small. yeah. Um, but the first week, we're doing philosophy. And we have, like, things to read before we get there. Um, the second week, though, is Erdkinder. And that is so – I guess that is a pretty big principle that I didn't touch on because I don't know really that much about it, to be fair. But – we're camping that entire week, like, overnight. What? Yeah. And, I'm actually, I'm super pumped.
1: That is um, so fun.
0: Yeah. So, and our kids, like, our junior high kids, which I guess I probably should have said this too to start, but our school is 7th grade through 12th grade. So, we do have junior high and high school. And our 7th and 8th graders are better at, or I guess our, like, 7th, 8th grade I mean, teens are better at incorporating a lot of the Montessori stuff. Because like school doesn't really start till ninth, like your transcript doesn't start till ninth grade. So. Yeah,
1: it makes sense. And,
0: yeah, every year they go camping, um, and again, that's just the philosophy of like like we're children of the land. That's where they learn best, and I don't know. Again, I'm gonna learn a lot that week, and then the week after that is introduction to curriculum, and then and that goes back to the eight a.m. to six p.m. And then the last two weeks are curriculum development. But I'm excited too because. Every teacher, every teacher I've talked to, I guess, has first of all said it's a lot of work, but they've also said, especially in the curriculum stuff, they've never made something that they haven't used. Mm, And I feel like every summer I'm like this is the summer I'm gonna get organized or I'm gonna like they didn't really teach us that much about how to create a unit or how to have like a, a year that flows or any of that stuff. But every summer I say I'm gonna do all that and then I don't do it. And this time I know for sure I'll start the year like with At least, like, because I mean, we do have quarters in high school, but like, we have cycle themes, and like, I'll have some like fully developed again with this like mindful, intentional Montessori foundation instead Mm -hmm. of just like like oh, this awesome teacher next to me who is Montessori certified does this yeah Uh, but yeah so that's this summer then next year I'll have like like a practicum thing and uh, uh like an online uh mini semester I think they call it basically just like additional classes and then a lot of observations but I also heard that the observations are super awesome. Like they give you a ton of feedback but never I guess it's very different to be observed not for like
1: punitive uh, reasons. Yeah.
0: So they just really come in and tell you like I mean they ask like genuine questions not to like like poke holes and your things but they say like why do you do this? You thought of doing this like It's just very, I don't know, no one dreads their observations, and it seems like everyone gets a lot from it. Uh, And then next summer I'll have a few, I think it's just a three-week thing or Mm -hmm. four, and then I technically graduate. Oh, because I guess I'm also doing this with my master's, because I haven't gotten my master's yet. So I think I'll have, like, two, maybe just one extra class to take on top of it. But then next August, if the pacing works out, I should be – Graduated with my master's in Montessori education.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so yeah. exciting, Sammy!
0: Yeah, and actually, a student just—he just graduated, <laughs> and he texted me the other day because he like. Actually, that's a whole long story, but he said, "How's your summer? Are you going to the school like, or are you going to school anytime soon?" And I was like, "The school or like school school?" And he was like, "Oh, I thought you said you were like doing classes." And I told him I'm getting my master's in Montessori, and he's like, "Let's go!"
1: Oh, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: Thanks, but yeah, I'm excited
1: that is wonderful so then do you obviously from that you think you're staying like in a Montessori school would be the vibe?
0: yeah so because my dad has been concerned since I've mentioned like again upon getting hired and being like I've made this again, quote unquote promise it's not like I'm contractually obligated but he was like don't you think that's gonna put you in a box where you can't work at a school that's not Montessori and I'm like first of all we are in teacher shortage, so if I did want to go somewhere else um, in a few years, and I have this Montessori, or this master's in Montessori education, I don't think that would necessarily close doors. But also, again, the most disheartening things right now about my job are about the profession. It's not like another school would necessarily fix this, and and again, I my school is not perfect, so I'm because sometimes when I talk to him, I'm like a little hyperbolic, and I'm like, if I leave Gamble, I'm leaving teaching, <laughs> because yeah. I don't want to explain things to him. Yeah. But, I'm like, if I did look at uh, another school, I don't even know that it would necessarily like, have what I'm looking for, if I'm looking to leave Gamble. So, right, that's where I'm at right now. And again, I like, still feel like I'm going to be at Gamble for a long time. I mean, it can change so quickly, so I don't want to be like, I said this when I was 25 and I'll uphold it. Like, things change, And I'm okay with change. But right now I'm feeling really good about it. And I think that honestly, I kind of feel like I lucked out because I think teaching is kind of uh, a little more impossible (laughs) than we were led to believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is like the best shot for me. Again, it's still like the profession might still not be sustainable. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. But I think this is like the best chance I have. So I'm feeling good at this point in my life.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a great way to look at it. Like I think it's good to be realistic about other schools. Like I think sometimes we for some reason and I mostly support the advice that's like try another school before you leave the profession. But a lot of times it's like we like trick our brain to being like, Well, this place is better, even though Again, like I said earlier, you don't know that until you're teaching and like then you're too it's too late. You've already signed a contract yeah. and if it's worse, you're stuck. But okay. I totally agree that sometimes it's like if you feel it seems like you really fit in there and that's awesome and it's like matching up with what you want to do, yeah. I would totally yeah, I would ride that out until it no longer feels that way. And hopefully that never happens. Like maybe you will be rocking there at sixty five.
0: Yeah, I mean, we do have, because what's interesting too, oh, well, I guess, because Montessori high schools are pretty rare, but yeah. Westwood, which is where it's at in Cincinnati, is the only neighborhood in the state, I think the nation is too much, I think it was the state, but someone's just telling me this, where you can get a K through 12 Montessori education without moving neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we do have, again, called Clark Montessori is on the east side, so like you can still be in Cincinnati and get a Montessori education until 12th grade. But like literally, you could walk to Dater Montessori until you're 11, and then walk to Gamble until you're 18, and have your entire um, education be Montessori. And yeah. the reason to why our school even exists is because in 2005, the parents of I'm pretty sure again it was later said we want our kids to have a school on this side of town that mm-hmm. is Montessori. Like we, so they kind of started it and we do have a teacher at the school who was there since the first year we were founded. Wow. And he's awesome. Yeah. And so like seeing that, cause again, seeing like young teachers, especially ones that I love to death leave is like kind of disheartening, but also super realistic. Like it's a lot of things, but then seeing like someone who was there at the creation of the school and is seeing all the changes Um and it is definitely like I don't feel like he's trapped in education, which I definitely feel like some people are, which also sucks and is scary to think about. Mm Um, like that is a little reaffirming too to see. So Yeah. Good things right now. Hopefully I'm not overly optimistic in a naive way, but optimism can't always be bad.
1: Hey, it's I love to hear it. And it's refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) I think especially just like the last, you know, few months I think took a lot of people out. Even if they're not leaving, they're just mentally like not even can't even think about next year, and just like, yeah. So it's really great to hear your perspective. And I mean, obviously, your students are so lucky to have you.
0: <laughs> Thanks. You should tell
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call um, me in. Be like, hey, yeah. guys, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. there are any yeah. other um, Montessori things? Like, uh-huh. do you want to go into, um, I remember you saying something about, were you camping earlier oh, this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hiking. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's intercession, which intercession, at least to my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: far. So far.
2: But
0: I think it's just a high school thing. Well, maybe it's involved in different ways in like middle school and everything, but in high school. Like in the fall, you have a specific intercession they go on, and it's basically just like, like a week in the fall where it's not first quarter has just ended, second quarter hasn't really started yet, and so you get a break from school, but not a break from learning. So when you're a senior, you do job shadows, which is really awesome. Oh, that's like awesome. Teachers, yeah, and when like the teachers don't really have a like, like they just go pop in on their students. Like we had a student who was. Shadowing a comedian. We had another one who's like at a dentist office. Like another one who's firefighter. Like the teachers are just going around town to see the connections that are being made. and That's really cool. Uh, I don't remember what the juniors that's do, awesome. but the sophomores had like a citywide thing that I think they were just learning about like neighborhoods and doing community service in those neighborhoods too. But like also maybe a little bit of the history of Cincinnati. And then the ninth graders who are who I was with, um, do like an identity type project. But again, it's like week long and you do get a grade for it and you do have to pass your intercessions to get a Montessori diploma at the end of high school. Um, and I think like the fall stuff can be completely different at other schools too. But in the spring, every high schooler can choose what intercession they do. Mm. And it is teacher created. Um, so there are limitations, but like there was a music production one. There's a yoga one, um, and then mine was hiking. And if you're just one teacher doing it, then you get 15 kids in your group. And if you're two teachers, you get 30. So I was paired up with this amazing teacher who, like, oh my god, he just like helped make this literally the best ever. Because you do have, like as the teacher making, you do have to like make a cover sheet, make a rubric, and, like create a project, all these things for the students. Um, and then also like get contacts wherever you're going or whatever you're doing. Um, so he did so much of the heavy lifting and then what I did was I found articles for us to read every day and then we, they like journaled about it and I like made those journals for them and then we had a seminar every week. So we just had two weeks, but like the first week we were learning about, I mean, the environment and like Mm -hmm. why... Getting outdoors is good for your mental health. And then the second week, we were learning about, like, how to, I guess, treat the environment better, but also how we can fix a lot of these problems that are happening in our environment. Um, And, again, I don't want to act like this was, like, a perfect two weeks where, like, nothing went wrong and the kids learned so much and they wrote pages and pages. Like, it definitely is not perfect, but it, like, best two weeks of my year this year, and it came at such an important time, too, because third quarter was now done. Um, and the kids who sign up for it, which I guess I should say, too, everything they sign up for has a, like, price to it. So one of the most popular ones was sports of all sorts, but they go to, like, a Reds game and they do um, paintballing. Like, theirs mm. costs $150 per okay. spin, wow. Which, like, if you've got that money, if, like, a lot of kids, I mean, that sign up so quickly. Like, if, you can definitely rationalize it. But because ours is just hiking around Cincinnati, it was free. So we did have kids who were like, I mean it's free, I'm signing up for it. But it was just like like I mean, I say this about literally a hundred of my students, but it was like like the best kids just in the woods, just like like learning about again the benefits of being outside and how that affects your mental health, which I feel like we talk about mental health so much as English teachers and it's so easy to give them an article yeah. to read us. But then it's like, okay, well, we're still trapped in the classroom. Or like even you know, the discipline stuff this year, I was like, I know it's a beautiful day. I would love to take you outside. You guys don't listen to me though. (laughs) Like we're not going outside. I'm sorry, that's the reality. Yeah. But so it's kind of weird to bring that stuff into the classroom sometimes. Whereas it's like we're literally sitting outside.
1: Yeah, you're like doing it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was just it was wonderful. And next year which that teacher is leaving, but he's going to like a different school. He's not leaving a profession. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. Like I come to terms with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I started that intersection of knowing that he was leaving. Cause he also has been going off term to term leave for the last quarter. So it was like his last thing at gamble. Um, but it, I mean, I was like literally teary-eyed on last six So I was like, this is so perfect. Yeah. But I was thinking about doing it next year with just 15 kids um, and whether or not I could handle like tossing it uh, like going back and forth with what I can handle and what I'm like again overly optimistic about. But I was like, I don't know again, 15 kids sounds like a dream. yeah when it's like you all have a goal in mind and if that goal, again, I would love for them to write pages and pages in their journals. I know that's not every kid though. so if our goal is just to go on a walk and have like a mental health reset, that's it, like, that's the dream, so it was wonderful this year, but, and, like, there are, like, college tours is a thing, like, again, that was, because I have kids who are, like, I don't like hiking, I'm not gonna sign up here, <laughs> like, love you, yeah. ben, but not me, yeah, I get, so it is cool that Intersection allows students to, like, choose what they want to do, and then they get a two-week break, but not, like, spring break, where, like, they don't get to do whatever they want, they still have, like, rules and restrictions, and then it, like, there are things where if you missed a day, for us, you had to go back and do service at this other place. Um, so, like, there's things that, like, it's still school. Yeah. But. It, and it's,
1: like, so meaningful and, like, purposeful.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, and the other Montessori in Cincinnati was telling us that I think their first year in a new building or something like that, one of their intercessions was woodworking. And they had the teachers do, like, like, fill out. Like oh, I need another bookcase or I need something like this, Um, and they took like orders. Oh my gosh! The kids made it for that. Like I'm like, intercession is just just... so cool to me because you can, especially with adolescents. I'm like, you guys can run the show or well, and that was the other thing. It is teacher driven, but I was asking so many kids this year, like, what intercession do you want to see? Because yeah, like you'll just get a list, but what do you wish was on that list? Like what would you want to? actually participate in and that was interesting hearing their responses too but like I think that like Montessori schools just bring in more choice for kids um which like I don't know can be good and bad with how you deal out that choice <laughs> to have yeah. lessons um which I've struggled with as well but it's I don't know, it just seems so cool to me
1: no that's like literally I want to go to this school like that just sounds like <laughs> so much fun
0: oh my gosh maybe next year I'll Hit you up and you can be a guest speaker and just Oh <gasps> my God, I
1: so would. That'd be such that a blast. I said honestly like we should talk about that because because that's
0: like, guest speakers happen all the time. My sister comes yeah. my classroom, oh. but especially for Intercession Week. That'd be pretty
1: cool. Oh my gosh, I'm so down. That'd be such a blast. I'll
0: hit you up like for real for sure.
1: Woo, love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank you for explaining all that because I feel like. Again, like you said, there's so many, like, misconceptions about Montessori. So that's awesome just to hear the the details of what it's actually like. And that is not – I mean, I feel like that's another thing that's not talked about is, like, the different routes you can go. It's okay. just kind of the training is just in general. So yeah. that's awesome that you've been able to get involved with something a little bit different.
0: Okay. Well, even – when you were at Miami, did you uh, – student teach at Diamond Oaks or Scarlet Oaks or anything like that?
2: Mm-mm. No. I remember
0: that was... Because that's, like, a... Um, I don't know what they call A career school, I guess. Which, even my senior year, I took... Like, half my day was spent at the career school where I could get, like, a teaching... Um, I got, like, teaching 190, EDT 190, I think, out of the way. Something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think... Our country has done a—it's hard to say good job, but they've like identified that not every kid, especially once you're once you reach adolescence, so twelve or twelve to eighteen, I guess, even though that goes until twenty-four, which is like we're teaching at twenty-four, so yeah, that's crazy thing about it. But um, like, not every kid needs the same stuff. So like, there are vocational schools. There again, Montessori schools and. And so, like, a lot of the Montessori high schools are, like, on farms. <laughs> like, that's what Maria Montessori had yeah. envisioned for how you learn. So, it is cool that you do get different opportunities in this country. But a lot of times that comes with, like, different price points yeah. and different privileges. But you need to get that opportunity, I guess. But the reason why I said Diamond Oaks was because that was one of my uh, place that I student taught at and that cool or that school? I think grade-ups is the big conglomerate, but not okay. specifically was like so cool to be at because the kids are like, I know I want to like work with cars, or I know I want to go into hair. So like, yeah, I'll get my English credit and I'll be invested for this. Like they, I don't know, just having that understanding with the kid who, I mean, at this point is a young adult is a really cool thing that, like, or we do get to see that glimpse too. But yeah. I mean, it's still those high school where all of my ninth graders are F1 seventh graders. So, yep. And not to paint too rosy in a picture. But
1: a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, we're very focused on like American education, but when we look at other countries, especially in like Austria, for one example, or Finland, they have, because um, I did my capstone there and like literally went into schools and watched this happen. The coolest thing ever was just having so much say in like what you're going to do and what you want to learn. And we went to the school that was like, I think started at 12 years old, but went all the way up to 18. Even you could leave at 16. Like there were different routes you could go. Um, And it wasn't college yet. You don't have to go to college. And it was all about the food industry. And like they were just so excited to have us. They made us food. Like it was just so hands-on. And then they had like a business class so that you can learn like the business side of being in the food industry. And like it was just the most amazing thing I had ever seen. And same with like a school in Finland. We met kids who wanted to be teachers and like their day was going into schools. And I was like, what? Like I did not do this until I was towards the end of my college career. But you're doing this yeah. at like 14. So you're getting to see – and like they take it all so much – more seriously because it's like they have such a role in their own education instead of being like, Oh, I have to take these classes and I have to do this. So exactly. Totally agree that that is really unique thing that I hope we one day adapt. I, I feel like vocational schools are a little bit on the rise and like, there's a little bit more respect for like apprenticeships and things like that, but it's so like small and few That I hope one day there's just like schools built up of all these different things so that students don't feel trapped in this very standardized, annoying
0: education system. I feel like a big thing now, which like my roommates and I were literally just talking about inflation (laughs) and how the numbers that are coming out right now, which is ridiculous. But I think like when you look at jobs that make money, which to be fair, you and I realized very early, we're not going into this to make money. Um, so I'm not saying that this is like right, but like the reality is, life is so freaking expensive. Yeah. And like, if you don't have like the money to go to college, or I guess like in our case too, you can't really be a teacher without a, a college degree. Like, there's not really an alternative. There's not a vocational school, I guess, to be a teacher. Yeah. So college really is your route. But college is so expensive. And then if you're not guaranteed that money back, like if you want to stretch your means so thin to get that degree, just to enter a job market that isn't gonna pay you your worth, or like there's just I don't know. I feel like what's crazy about teaching adolescents too is they're learning so many rules of the game where they're like this game is so messed up. Like, and I don't I I've never tried to push you to college because if they're coming to me talking about, it, I'm like like there's so many. Again, hoops to jump through that are just so unfair. Where it's like a lot of my kids are more interested, I guess, than like with vocational schools, which we do have plenty of kids going to college too. Like, I'm not saying that that's like a route that no one is taking anymore, but I think that this is kind of the generation that's changing the idea of. Because again, it's like, I mean, my salary is not that much, and I have a college degree. Like, it doesn't, if it's not equating to money and. Money is what's like ruining our world right now. Like yeah. everything costs so much and everything like every consequence has such a big price tag on it. Like, I don't know. It's just all so apparent now where I feel like when you learn how much welders make and electricians make and all these things, those jobs are getting more of the respect that they deserve, which is good because we need those people too. Like Yeah. But I don't know that what's gonna happen with teaching necessarily guess. Not seeing any changes of salary
1: or their respect but we'll see yeah for sure and I think I mean it all also depends like where you're at and like you found you know a good spot I think it just changes for everyone in terms of like how they feel equipped at their school or not but yes I agree that it's good news that other jobs are starting to maybe build up the respect or at least like students know that that's an option because it's also really hard supporting all your students as a teacher if the only route that we keep projecting on the students is like college 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 and like now it's just like college does feel like people talk about all the time they're like okay that was a scam like I didn't need to spend all that money like I could have just gone to this other school or like I feel like we went to college when it was still really hyped up and now I feel like there's a lot of conversation of just like is it worth it? You know, maybe go to a a school that's less pricey or things like that. So in a way, I hope all these debriefing conversations on education end up helping all the students that I think we fail because we don't give them more options.
0: Yeah, really.
1: Yeah. Ah, Good stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I think written down how funny... I don't have to hear that TikTok audio
1: that's like, not funny, haha. Funny, weird. weird.
0: How every teacher is in therapy.
1: Yes. Which, like, I would love I to think, talk about this. So yes. Well. This, I think, is so messed up because I'm like, it's hard because I'm like a full supporter of just, I think everyone should have a therapist through life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody, no matter what yeah. you've been through. But I think something that's alarming is, like, the lack of mental health resources and, like, time to decompress, no money for extra resources. Like, all of this is related. And I think that's why, like, so literally every teacher I know is in therapy has had close to a mental breakdown at some point and a lot of people on medication. And I don't medication shame. I support it. But I think it's also at the same time, like, a red... A bright red flag that like we are not okay
0: yeah which and again like I love my school and not just the kids that I teach but my coworkers are awesome too and they've been since my first year like very supportive um which again like to be fair I guess it was 2019 so I didn't see this as a red flag at all but like because being pro therapy is not a red flag and being like like Mm -hmm. oh we're on therapy that's a lot like again every profession I'm like every person on the planet should be in therapy. Like therapy is beneficial. You can, like, swing in find a good therapist. I'm not shaming you by any means, but it's like every school in America, the teachers are like, like that that can be red flag. Where it's like, yeah, I mean, and all, I think hey, we shouldn't have a job that we also that we talk about in therapy because that was the other thing I think you said in one of the episodes where you're like, I had other stuff I wanted to get to. Yeah, but,
1: but I it just took up everything.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, a month ago or something. I, Because it was at the end of the school year. I had a panic attack about something that I hadn't had since college. That, again, is something I've been, like, meaning to, like, fix, like, <laughs> really look at. Yeah. And, like, I really have not even seen this as an issue because there are other issues that take precedence and they're all related to my job. Yeah. So don't really love that for me. But. Yeah,
1: and, like, I can... Kind of two things. One is, like, I think sometimes the way it's portrayed, too, is a red flag. Like, for example, I might be venting to someone, and, like, this has happened to me. They said, oh, well, you're young, and you haven't gotten on the teacher meds yet. They literally called it the teacher meds. Oh, that's terrifying. That was so scary to me, because I was, like, freaking – Like, I was freaking out about something really serious, which was a shooting threat. Like, obviously, I have the right to freak out, but – like, how sad is that? That they were like, well, soon enough, once you're on your pills, you don't get as upset about the shooting threats. And I'm like, holy, that is That's that is bleak terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, I've had other people joke, like, oh, or if you don't do the teacher pills, you can do the teacher wine And I'm like, I don't like that either. I do um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> These are not options I want for myself. And, and again, that's going back to, like, feels like it's forcing it to be an individual problem again when it's like Uh these are all symptoms of like how horrible the system treats us and like how overworked and underpaid we are is directly correlated to and like the lack of discipline like especially in my situation just like getting physically and mentally abused and then having people tell you like I don't know what you're talking about and you're just like yeah I need pills I'm going insane working yeah. here. And like, I have a unique perspective of leaving and like, it took a month for me to stop having like nightmares. Like it literally messed me up. Like, uh-huh. and it's crazy. Like my heart rate is lower. I don't have like an eye twitch anymore. I don't have migraines anymore. I'm like, wow, this was all you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was uh, not me. <laughs> like That's uh-huh. just crazy how it can really mess you up.
0: Yeah. Which I, And, like, again, part of this is because of the pandemic, but, like, I have upped my Adderall dosage because, like, once the, once it went virtual, Mm -hmm. a lot of my structures were gone. Yeah. And I started reading, like, ADHD self-help books, where I was like, oh, here's how my brain actually, like, it was for the first time ever that I was actually, like, coming to terms with my ADHD. But then, and before I tried therapy, I just upped my dosage, and then I did, like, Cognitive behavior therapy, plus like, like managing my pills and everything, and so I'm totally not like I haven't been on the antidepressant in years, and don't take any anxiety pills, but it does scare me how sometimes when there's like a particularly bad week or even like day or moment, and I think like oh I should see a psychiatrist and like get this medication, like that's what my brain goes to, and I'm like well. <laughs> That's not the answer that I would like. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to just have, especially one for me. Oftentimes, meds have been a band aid. <laughs> like, yes, hey, well, yeah. I would love to address the issue at hand here. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, then let's do like healthier coping mechanisms or like holistic, I guess, uh, remedies. Where, like. Again, if we as a country understand that teachers' mental health is like declining and also important, maybe give teachers more resources. And like I don't know why we've just accepted, okay, well we're gonna like all teachers have decided (laughs) that they're gonna be on beds and be like again, I'm not blaming those teachers at all. Like this is just the the environment that has yeah made this normalized. It's like guys, I don't think this is normal.
1: Right. And like I don't think Yeah, I mean, just talking to, like, all my friends that aren't teachers, it's, like, just so blaringly obvious that it destroys you. And it's even, you know, I talked to some of my friends because I had a freak out last week of, like, should I go back to school? And should I be a teacher? And, like, I'm, you know, I'm going to miss my students or whatever. And some of them gave me, like, this look of, like, we're not letting you do that. Like, because we already saw what happened. Like, To them, they're just like, it's an easy answer. Mm -hmm. I think for teachers, there's so much wrapped into it, including Mm -hmm. like your identity. And you're like, oh, you don't get it. But I mean, they just see it clear as day. Like this job destroys you. And obviously for me in particular, the last year was bad. But like, it it just sucks that it's so obvious.
0: Mm -hmm. And and, and I know like teachers are having these conversations with each other needs to get to another level where we can actually improve this, but, like, this is a profession that takes people who care about kids and exploits them. Because, like, we have, like, we go into this profession be like, I'm chasing a passion, not a salary. Like, I, like, staying after for my kids shows that, that I love it. Like, it's all these things that we have told ourselves and accepted so early that, like, that's just what the profession is now. And, and it sucks that, like, because say your point earlier about, like, I don't know another job that has relationships with, like, adolescents and kids and things like that in this way. But again, that price tag that that comes at is so big, and like, no solutions I see are being actually implemented, except for I saw like the, I think in Colorado. A lot of schools are four day weeks. I'm like, that's I love it. It's not a solution, solution, but like that's a wonderful first set, Like a four day week, and then teachers coming on fifth day and like get their work done and stuff without students. Like,
1: so nice. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, so many people like I've already seen arguments of like, oh, those lazy teachers only want to get do four days. One, people need to acknowledge that it really is like two full-time jobs at once and like all the documentation, the planning, the contacting home, like would be more than eight hours a day. It already is, but we can't do that when we're teaching. So like people just don't understand, like, we really do need that day. I mean, in a dream world, it would be multiple days, but I'll take, I'll take a 40 week. And like, and along with that, people, Need to realize that if we switch to that, of course, there's a huge like, what about the parents that are working? What about this? What about that? And it's like, one, we need to accept that we're not babysitters. Like, I think yeah. that's a lot of people are like, but that's what they use you for, fine, but then they're just gonna have to find something else, or I don't know, but <laughs> it's just yeah. like. We've adapted before. We adapted when COVID hit. We adapt when there's random days off or a pipe burst or, you know, you just do. Mm-hmm. So I I really don't like that argument as like the number one reason not to, because it's like, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out or we'll offer childcare options. Like,
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's very doable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I'm all about that. That sounds very nice.
0: I'd love to see it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think the students would love it too, because we all know that Fridays are not, I mean, it's like, why are we here?
0: I know. That's what, honestly, again, with, like, the whole feedback from students, it's like there are so many times during the day where, like, kids could be, like, personally offended that you give them an article to read on a Friday.
2: Right? Oh, like, absolutely. Like that, yeah. like
0: where I'm like, how about, what if we had a, like a mindset shift when you come into the English classroom, you just prepare to read. Like, wouldn't that just be easier on everybody? But yeah. I don't know, we're not there yet either. But also, too, actually, this is kind of random, but I was thinking about how, like, people at, I almost said real jobs, but <laughs> now, because again, this just seems like, I don't want to say a fake job by any means, but just like, it's just unreal, all the stuff <laughs> that teaching is. But at, like, my other friends and other professions who I don't even know what they do all day, but it's like a common understanding that they don't work for their whole work day. Yeah. And like, they're like, and I obviously know that like you come to work and pretend to work and like there's that whole like narrative, I guess, that I've seen in media and I know people could do that, I guess. But like, I, I just don't know why teachers are so micromanaged and how People who work jobs like that don't see like, oh, imagine if I did have to work the whole time that I'm there and then like go home and call a client because they weren't available during the work day. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that just literally is unfathomable in other professions.
1: And like not overtime. Like you're yeah. not no bonuses, no yeah. paid dinner, like yeah, it's
0: oh my god, paid dinners, like, reimbursed meals, that sort of, I'm like, that is wild for me to think about, whereas so many jobs are like, no, yeah, we had a meeting at a, like, a nice restaurant, and the company card, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. what do you say, what you're saying to me is foreign, like, that's wild, but, and then you're like, okay, so this is a reality that can exist, so I'm like, you guys should not switch over to what my life is like, Yeah. <laughs> but if we all did what happens in Again, too, like, all these different professions. It's, like, my friend in marketing and my friend in tech. And, like, it's not just, like, a singular office job, like, where you think of, like, Jim Halpert and yeah. Under Mifflin. It's, like, every other profession has these things that are just, like, so normal. And then in teaching, it's, like, it would be ridiculous for us to ask for a fraction of what that is. Yeah. Except for a teacher appreciation, like where they're like, oh, here's Chick-fil-A.
1: Yeah, literally. I I have no clue. It's all so so insane. Because we ask for like I literally, okay, you might have seen this on my Snapchat story. Do you remember the day that I we were supposed to get free pizza at my school? And this is like the first time that they were giving us free food. So exciting. And, like, that boosted the morale as if we had all had gotten, like, $5,000. Like, everyone was like, yes, we have, like, pizza today. Like, this is everything. Oh, my God. And then they're like, okay, they sent an email. Pizza's at 11. And then, you know, my lunch started at 11, so I was like, perfect. I'll be there first in line. You know, I only got, like, 30 minutes, so, like, a little less. So I'm like, I got to be first. I'm going to eat. Go to the bathroom. Time for the next class. It's, like, 11.10. It's still not there. And everyone's kind of like – We're running out of time. It's 1130. Still not there. So literally I had to go teach. And then I come back in the break. I have like a three-minute break. And I was Uh ravenous. Yeah. No pizza. Then they sent an email. Oh, it's here now. So I literally had a co-teacher in my room. And I was like, I'm like my stomach is audibly growling. I'm going to run down really quick because I was right by the room. Um, And they were reading something. So she was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Like all good run down because the email said it was there it wasn't there so i go to the office i'm like you said the email said the pizza was here and she's like oh yeah i i sent that out too early and i was like so i run back let it happen and then it's three i just i didn't eat and i it's three the kids leave i go there angry mob of teachers that are just like where is the pizza They're like we don't know what happened what (laughs) And that was, like, we just couldn't even have a free pizza date. can not have anything.
0: And, like, the teasing all day long. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this means to us.
1: I know. Uh, so That's my story uh, of getting a perk because it didn't happen.
0: Yeah. I, there's so many like that, too. I think Nate was the one who said that on, oh, it was, like, Friday of Teacher Appreciation Week where they were, like, waiting for, like, the announcements came on or something like that. And they're, like, oh, they're fine. they're going to say, like, this is what we have for you, or happy teacher appreciation like something. Like
1: acknowledging it.
0: Yeah. Just nothing. They forgot forgot about it completely. Yeah.
1: Especially this year.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I know. But honestly, I think teacher appreciation week is like the funniest on TikTok. Because there are schools who do like, I love hearing about what is possible, like massages during the day, or like a person to cover your class, or like, things like that. And then like, my friend, last year, so it wasn't this, it was, yeah, the year that we started virtual one hybrid, like, that whole mess. They got a journal that said, to do, be happy on it, and a rock that said, you rock. That's all they got the whole week. Oh, God. And he's like, I think I would have preferred nothing. Yeah,
1: like, at this, this point. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always something. We're just. Which,
2: like. I'm sorry what?
1: go ahead. It's like the littlest things, you know. You just need I don't know, even just like a scoop of ice cream and it's just not happening. But,
0: yeah. Um I was thinking about this because I think we did the same capstone. I just did it a year like the summer before you. Yeah. Which I don't know we probably I'm sure didn't go to the same schools because I don't know if there were actually I don't know what connections were they had at them. But um when we were over there I remember one of the first things that, like, our professor was pointing out was, like, oh, you'll see how, um, like, casually they're dressed and how there's, like, espresso machines in every room. Like, that kind of stuff just does not matter to the society. Like, the students respect them any less or anything like that. And I do feel, like, a lot of times Montessori reminds me of, like, those little things that I saw over in Europe because, like, even, again, like – talking to my tattoo artist about like so many teachers nowadays have tattoos and it doesn't matter, but they're all like, there's also stories of teachers having to cover them up still or parents like again, thinking less of you. Um, and like we can wear jeans whenever we want. Like we have a teacher who wears beanies all the time. Yeah. And and again, it is kind of crazy that I could think of like, I mean, again, we still live in a society. So there are certain things that I won't wear as a young female teacher because I know that you get respect in a certain manner or whatever but I did have in care for a long time this year Mm -hmm. I have visible tattoos I did that too yeah yeah and it's nice that that like there's no um even fear that you would get like reprimanded when again Nate was telling me how like he wears or he pays I think, like, $32 a year comes out, to to wear jeans on Fridays. What? Yeah. Or maybe, I think Fridays might be cheaper than that. I have it in my notes, or in my uh, messages with them, because I asked them for the number. Um, but there's another thing they do at their school that's a fundraiser for athletics. Like. so again, going back to exploiting teachers, because <laughs> we love the kids, like, like, no teacher would say no to this, but on Wednesdays, if you, like, pay... I think it's, like, $5 a week. See, that seems like too much. But also, I know people would be like, that's nothing. Yeah. So, but it's, like, $5 a week, and you can wear athletic wear on Wednesdays. So, he can literally wear sweats. And also, like, a lot of the teachers wear sweats on Wednesdays, and it's, like, this is going towards athletics. So, it's, like, a good deal, I guess. But, again, it's, like, why <laughs> Why are you asking teachers to pay for this and and that, like, for both of these things just to wear like more comfortable clothing. Yeah. When I don't know, especially with the girls clothes, I'm like, there's so like linen pants. What's the difference? Is it the blue of the jeans that bothers you? Or yeah. Like, what's the unprofessional part? Cause I don't get it. Right.
1: Especially because all we're doing is like standing and like moving around and you have to like bend down sometimes. And it's just like, why do we need to be fancied up for this? It makes no yeah. sense.
0: On days that I wear heels, which, first of all, it's hilarious that all my students immediately think that I'm going on a date when I wear heels, which I'm like, you think I have the time? That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, But also, no, like I'm just – also, I'll be on, like, a knee-length skirt. I'll be in, like, a grumpy teacher outfit to offset the heels. Yeah. On my date outfit. Uh, But on those days, I'm, like, way more inclined to sit (laughs) at my my – Yeah, because your feet
2: hurt. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I, my outfit does not at all correlate to what I produced that day, uh, and I totally get the professionalism and respect and whatever societal things, but that is, a, like, no place for the school to comment, because I kids showing up in PJs, and mm-hmm. I'm just happy you're here, so i PJs, just be happy I'm here.
1: Right, it's like we focus so much on the things that just don't matter and don't make a difference in... <laughs> how you are as a teacher or like i saw on tiktok that someone got put on leave for whatever they posted on tiktok about like making jokes about teaching and like nothing was even inappropriate there was no like drinking or like whatever but even if there was it's like uh-huh. getting put on leave because you like talk about teaching outside of teaching uh-huh. is crazy it's like why are we being so it's like are other people getting in trouble for making their little corporate jokes like no
0: <laughs> I know yeah I even saw it was not a teacher who did this but it was this girl who was like get ready with me and she started the video in like an underwear or underwear and a bra um and then I got ready and I was like obviously this woman is not a teacher because they're like there would be repercussions for that and I'm not saying there should be like that it was a fine video I didn't think anything of it but it's like oh yeah you would
1: not be able to go to work the next day
0: yeah and there's a teacher I saw who she was in an elementary school and she said that there was a or the principal came to her and said that there were a group of dads who found or had pictures of all the female teachers at the school a lot of times if they were on their private Instagram like they found a way to follow them and they would like send them in their group message and they would rate their bodies, and then yeah. And the principal came to that teacher and was like, "You need to be aware of what you're putting on social media because this is very inappropriate." And it's like, "How am I the problem here?" Like literally, a picture of me on the beach in a bikini. Like, what else am I going to wear on the beach? Like, what? Yeah. And it was really, she also had tattoos, and she's like, "I did have to cover up my tattoos that year too." So it's like i don't know there's just so many things we're getting here like this is a teacher shortage like like don't you, get picky yeah i like i don't get why we're so hung up on like don't say gay and like like
1: i'm like critical race not? theory
0: like why do we just want to please teachers so much when <laughs> there's i don't know they're just like pushing them out of the classroom and it's really sad to see
1: yeah i think it's i mean i feel like it's on purpose at this point like it's they want to privatize everything and just make more money off of teaching. Yeah. But at this rate, it's like, I don't know what they're going to do because it's just so like with social media and we're able to share like the reality of it all. I mean, I don't think, I think they're going to see huge decreases in people enrolling in education programs.
0: Yeah. I literally have one student. That, and again, at this school currently I know, even like seventh and eighth graders, like I know a handful of them. But like seventh through twelfth, all the students who are currently in my building, I only know one who is, like thinking of being a teacher. And even so, he's like, I might do theater or I might teach teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, like, and he's also in tenth grade, so he could change too. But no one, I don't want to say no one, but like, yeah, you're not making the job like attractive in any means. Mm-mm. You're really just killing what we're clutching onto. Yeah. I don't know, thinking about the stuff that invigorated us in college, it is crazy. Like, I remember listening to this one teacher who was like, I have a great support system, and, like, I was talking about all this stuff that comes with a job, and she was like, well, if that makes it harder, then your job is harder. And that was just such a moment for me to realize that, like, my job's harder. And I'm like, I don't know why that quote resonated with me then, because now that I feel
1: like I'm done. Like, you not my job's harder. Like, the job's too hard. That yeah. is the reality. But. Yeah. I and I, I think, too, is like a lot of these conferences, like, I mean, before we we're just like so starry-eyed and like excited mm-hmm. and it was really cool and it was fun and like a trip for us and, you know, yeah. lots of positives. Fun. But I think if I went now, just because of our experiences so far, like, I think I would be so pessimistic and that's not like me at all, but I think I would just be like, when's the last time this person was in the classroom? Like when, like, when are they actually implementing this in these current times? And like, I know there are some amazing teachers there that are like actually doing the work, but a lot of them I think are just professors who are sharing like really cool research. And I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I think I would just sit there and pitch the whole
0: time. Yeah, well that and like knowing Again, in college you're prepared for like the not even there but you know about the major hoops that come with education but when you're in a school you know what will and won't happen at your school yeah so if i went and presented on intersection i don't go i can't do this yeah like you want know, me to take my kids and the be like offended like, yeah yeah and i feel that is obviously an extreme example but like that what works in certain classrooms it's because of so many moving parts and being in a school you realize how little like control or say or like change that you can implement yeah. like they're just too much out of your control but
1: yeah I mean even for me like I one of the presentations I did was about video games in the classroom which like oh, yeah. hopefully uh you know I want to like do a podcast about that one day but it was so cool Doing it in practice. And then when I got out there in the real world, I mean, I couldn't get a single person to agree with me on it. And like, I could not get the okay to do it. I tried in some situations, like kind of without permission. Uh Um, But that was scary too. So it's just like, I don't know. It's like crazy that you think these ideas are like so cool and innovative. And then you're like, oh, I can't go against the flow here
0: and you think like buy-in is all you need and it's like that's half the battle maybe yeah like you, again it's like you gotta admin it's like a whole different thing that we we never talked about admin at miami like zero which again i don't even know what they would say because it's so different everywhere but it's like again just the way that we train teachers they're <laughs> much and to be fair we know this like as education majors they're like your first year you're gonna like learn seventy five percent more like you've learned twenty five percent of what you need to know in education. You're about to learn so much in your first year. And like there's that whole mindset graduating, but it's like, hey, could we change that though maybe? Like get us into more schools and like figure out what we what would be beneficial for us to learn about and talk about instead of just being like, I mean, you'll get the degree, but then in August it's like so much stuff's gonna slap you in the face. Yeah. Like well, that warning didn't really prepare me any more than not giving me the warning. stuff.
1: So. yeah, for sure. Uh, well, anyway, I
0: think I don't think I have any other points.
1: Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sammy, for joining this podcast. Um, it was so, <laughs> so great far. to learn about everything from you. So thank you so
2: much.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was great. I. Always willing to come back if you want to talk for three more hours again. I'm always down. Absolutely. If not, I'll just be an avid listener and full supporter. Uh, I love what you're doing here,
2: honestly. This is great. Love you, Sammy. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Bye.